Welcome to the Growing Green Landscapes Podcast with Jeremiah Jennings. While still in his early 20s, Jeremiah already runs a successful six-figure lawn maintenance company. Listen in as he and his guests share the things that have brought them success that can help you in your business. As a young entrepreneur in the green industry, Jeremiah emphasizes the tips and tricks involved in running a lawn maintenance business while discussing the principles applying to all small businesses. If you're wanting to grow, become profitable and professional, you're in the right place. And now, here's your host, Jeremiah Jennings. What's going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to another episode today here on the Growing Green Podcast. This is your host, Jeremiah Jennings, and we are very excited to be coming to you with part two of an interview that we did not expect to turn into two parts, but we did. And so we have none other than Gulf Coast Bookkeeping, Megan and Joey Coberly. How are y'all doing this afternoon? Hey, Jeremiah. As my emails come in here, let me read that. <laughs> nice it's, sunny down here. We're liking it. Sunny? Is it? Is it warm? It's, yeah. yeah, it's warm. It's a nice breeze today, but it's getting warm. Yeah, no, it, we days. went we went from spring to summer real quick, and we had we had <laughs> right. about two weeks of spring, which is typically the way it is here in Alabama. We'll get a little right. tease right around Easter, and then as soon as soon as we get past Easter, it's uh it's it's pretty much June and July is what it feels like all summer long. So exactly, yeah, yeah. you start to see all the bugs outside and get ready to nuke the property with some insecticide, and you do you do all that summer. stuff yourself, or you hire it out. No, I actually do it myself. Yep. No, yeah. I just got a. I got. I needed a battery for my lawnmower for like a year ago. Figure with the landscaping bookkeepers, and I'm jumping off my lawnmower every time I use it. But I finally bought a battery, so now I can get out there and actually, you know, cut the grass and spray stuff down. So as we're a quarter way through the summer, so it's it's a good time to get onto it, though. You know. Yeah. yeah. Hey, we're we're just gonna claim that we're new uh, house owners. So we've only been at this for a year. And um, when did y'all move in? When did y'all buy y'all's place? Last April, April of last year. Yeah, we rented next okay. door, and then our uh, neighbor, who we had formed a pretty good relationship, he said, hey, I think I'm going to sell. He had some personal things that had come up over the past few years, really wanted to get out and go live with some family. So we looked at it, and so funny story, um, you know, when he first mentioned he wanted to sell his house, I looked at Joe, I was like, no, I, I've been over there. I really don't want the house. Um, let's look for something different, something yeah. we can grow into. And then Joey's like, do you know he has two acres? And I'm like, what? He has two acres? I'm like, where? <laughs> Funny enough, I've never seen this. So we, we literally are next door neighbors, right next door to us, you know, few steps and we're at his yard. But behind his hedge in the back of his quarter acre, he has a full two acres that he owned, completely cleared, middle of town, flat, flat uh, hedged in by just, Trees. Like, yeah, like 20-foot-tall trees all the way around it, so you never know it's back there. You never know it's back there. And he had planned with his wife to use it for um, an RV setup, mm, but yeah. they had just never done it. And so, anyway, yeah, I said, oh, I might want to look at this. So He got me good one day. So we, we were living next door to him for probably two years, and one day he approached me and he's like, hey, I'll help you uh, cut your grass if you help me cut mine. And we were living on like a little <laughs> an acre. And, you know, and it looked yeah. like, I, looking over there, I was like, okay, this is, you know, roughly the same size as mine. Sounds good. He had a riding mower and I had a little push mower. And, uh, anyway, he came over, we cut the grass together, and then I went over to his house, and he drug me back to the two acres, and I'm back there. I'm like, what in the world is this? You got me good, man. <laughs> so is this, is this the land that y'all sold, that they sold to you recently? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I ended up cutting his two and a quarter acres with him. He helped me cut my tenth of an acre, so I think he got the better end of that deal. 
Well, that that just makes up for the price that y'all got it for. I mean, that, uh, yeah. that's what that yeah. is. You yeah. just put some good sweat equity into it, and now you now it paid off. So. Yeah, yeah. And that's, yeah. So, um, for, the, for the audience listening, he, he ended up selling us the two acres for, for $10. So just because, I don't know, he's just a nice guy, and he hooked us up. So If you anyway. want the full backstory to that, tune into the last episode, and that was where um, we went in. We dove into that conversation a lot more than we're going to get into it today, but that was that was really fun. We went down a really a road that I didn't know we were going to go down when we started the interview, but it was awesome, and, and it was a really, really good interview. So if you're listening to this one, tune back into the last episode with Megan and Joey, and uh, that you'll, you'll learn a lot out of that one. But today's route, the way we want to go today is we want to hear more about Gulf Coast bookkeeping and um, kind of how y'all are helping the industry, changing the industry when it comes to bookkeeping and helping people create successful businesses from the financial side of things and the organization side of things. Because I know personally, I am a business owner who struggles with that. And y'all have totally helped me and, and changed things up for me in the short, what, three months that we've been working together here recently this year. And y'all have gotten my books in order and they were a mess. And so did a big cleanup, finally got everything in order. And now we're we're trucking ahead, and we're gonna hopefully have a good year, a good year ahead. And um, I've never really understood half the things that go into the financials of running a business. And I've, this is year four for me, so that's not good. And, and we have a lot of guys in here who listen to the show that are um, young in business, that are in year one, two, three, four, and these are things that I wish I had back in the beginning. Uh, and bookkeepers like yourselves to come and explain and and kind of b- walk through the baby steps of how to run your business successfully from the financial side of things. So take it away. What is Gulf Coast Bookkeeping? And I, I mean, I know what you do for me, but explain to everybody else what you can do for them and, and kind of what y'all services y'all offer. Yeah, so no one hands you a packet when you first start a business, right? It's like, hey, I want to Not start a all. business, have a lawnmower, and you're going to go uh, fulfill that service. But there's the other side of it, which is finance. It's not the only other side, but it's a huge aspect of your business not only because of the IRS, but just simply because that's what communicates about your business is the numbers behind it. What gets measured gets managed. And so that's, I think where we've carved out our niche is the idea that no one hands you a packet and tells you these are the numbers you should you know, take care of every single month or when you should take care of them. Is it every week? Is it every month? Is it every quarter? If, it, if you go by your taxes, it's every year, of course. But, you know, we see the value in... Um, educating our clients and we are there for the young in business. I think that's a little bit of the niche we've carved out. So the first piece of it is definitely the organization. That's probably what we're going to market is that organization side of things. Um, obviously our clients put it in words. Each client puts it in a different word. So some of them say I want to be more professional. Some of them come at it with the angle of I want to be more organized. Some of them say I don't want to be as stressed. Um, I need, you know, I don't have time for this anymore. So every single person's different, but the, the piece we're offering is the organization, the bookkeeping is the foot in the door. And that comes with not only a cleanup, so it's going to be some sort of upfront investment to get your books up to speed, but then the, we see it valuable every single month. However, we know a lot of people will hire that part of their business out, and then the bookkeeper disappears on them, or so does the CPA. They disappear on them. And we or things get done the wrong way. That's my. That's yes. one of my big ones. It's more expensive yes. to clean it up. Yep. Because so that's yeah. 
And a, a lot of CPAs, you know, this is not to dog CPAs, but a lot of them, they want to do the taxes. And so the monthly side of things or just the organization side of things, they're going to summarize a lot more than what a bookkeeper who is in your books every single month can do for you. And, you know, so the second piece of it, the first is the organization side of it. And that comes not only with the cleanup, but then just being in there monthly. And then the second piece of it is accountability. And we see that done best through a monthly meeting, whether that's 45 minutes or to an hour, up to an hour. And that meeting, some of it is still just getting everything put together in terms of organization, but a lot of it is, you know, hey, we saw your bank charge twice for this. Were you expecting that? Is that correct? Mm -hmm. um, there was one client we had, and he thought a $7,000 check had been written and deposited. Because what happened was the client said, yep, I'll write that for you. So he went into QuickBooks, marked it as paid, and then never got the check. And so, you know, we were able to turn around and say, hey, where's this check? And he says, um, oh, I didn't, I never got that. And so was able to, you know, go back and actually receive that $7,000. So you've got the organization piece, but then you've got the accountability. And we do that through our monthly meetings. The goal would be to keep you accountable. Just if you have to show up, and we have to show up. There's so much that can get done with just that idea. You know, yeah. it'd be like, it'd be like someone having access to your bank account. You know, you just you tend or no, maybe I should analyze. Give an analogy of someone visiting your home. If someone's visiting your home, you're likely to do just a little bit more cleanup or work into yep. your house yep. when someone's going to visit. So that's a little bit of how we view ourselves. You know, in terms of. You're accountable to us in that meeting, and we are accountable to you. We're not going to disappear on you. We're there telling you exactly what we're doing and showing you what we're doing every single month. And so we educate you on the three financial statements that we propose, or not propose, but present. That's the balance sheet, your statement of cash flows, and the P&L, which most people call it, even though it's called the income statement. So those three work together to give you a view of your business. The first thing we want to do is educate you on that give you a chance to see your numbers, which then in turn gives you a headspace for mm. you know, the months that follow. Most of my clients, when they come to me, bookkeeping is always retrospective. So most of my clients, when they come to me, they know it was a rough month or they know, you know, they have this feeling of how their month went and most of the time they're correct. But that, that extra piece is, first of all, knowing the numbers are also communicating what you feel is correct. And then, you know, the last piece would be the ability to zone in on exactly what your business needs you to focus in on. Because there's a lot of voices out there, but it'd be best to zone in on what your business is telling you is best to hone in on. I love every bit of that. The numbers don't lie at the end of the day. That's the thing. And and so the, even those three statements that you talked about that y'all present to your clients and, and your customers, half of you out there listening don't know what those mean. And let's just be honest with ourselves because – Three or four months ago, I didn't know what all that meant in depth before we before we got together and went through all of that. And that's not to shame anybody out there listening. It's just a fact of the matter that most of us starting a landscaping business were not didn't go to business school. They didn't. I mean, some now some people did. Some people went through four years of college and got business degrees and all that. But I didn't. And I don't know. Sixty to seventy percent of the people that I know that have landscape companies didn't do that. So they don't know what all this stuff means. And the thing is, is if you don't know what that stuff means, it's very, very easy for your business to get out of hand very quickly, the financial side of things, because you're you're not sitting down and running through those reports and understanding what they all mean. It's like, it's like, it's like reading the Bible and just skimming through the verses, but not actually diving into what the verses actually mean. 
like the yeah the context of what you're talking about because that's I can look at the balance sheet and see numbers and oh yeah positive good okay I I I'm better than I I have more assets than I do liabilities good deal but I don't know what all that means and I and I could still be doing things wrong even though I have a positive um, like ratio there as you can say the 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 assets to liabilities could it could be positive but I could still have things that I need to fix and and grow and and move upon so that's that is a value that I see that is almost unmatched is just being able to go through those reports and say look here's here's what these things mean and and I love the value that y'all bring Joey what do you what do you what do you think about it what do you say about um, what Gulf Coast bookkeeping does and what is your role in the company so I say with, uh, with with bookkeeping, you know, obviously you don't want to just have a couple of yards and have a bookkeeper because that's going to cut into your profits a lot. But basically, the gist of it is you want to do things right from the beginning because if you get three years, four years down the road, and you have to turn around a company that's let's say bringing in three hundred thousand in revenue, but you're not profitable, you should have been focusing on being profitable, you know, from from day one basically. And yeah. Anybody familiar with Profit First, that's kind of the, the premise of the book is that you want to take your profits first and then whatever's left over you run your company with. So having a good bookkeeper on your team, that will help you achieve that goal of, of staying profitable from the beginning and, and not having a train wreck five years down the road. Um, my role in the company, I typically, we, me and Megan do a lot of uh, educating ourselves so that we can give uh, good advice and and analytical um, analysis of, of statements. Um, I do a lot, a lot of research so that we can have good data and good knowledge to present to the people that we are presenting the numbers to and, and that we can uh, interpret for them so that they can have something to do with those numbers. You know, So I'm in charge of a lot of the, uh, the ratios that we're building out and, and comparable benchmarking and, um, and, and just the ins and outs of running a good company because at the end of the day, all companies are run very similarly in the mm -hmm. fact that the numbers are the language of any business. So yeah. mm -hmm. Joey comes at it with an investing perspective, which is such a good pairing to my organizational critical eye. And he comes at it with a business mindset, and I come at it with a business mindset in the sense that I'm pretty conservative with money, but more so he sees things from an investing perspective, and he can really first of all, do all that research and really understand the information that he's perceiving. And he knows that most businesses, there's very few metrics you have to look at to know if it's going to be a sustainable business, no matter the industry. I'm big on, uh, as, as the business owner, I think the number one thing you can do, or one of the, the top things you can do, is you are an allocator of capital. So you want to you wanna always have your money in the right things in order to generate the most profit. So you're not, you're not the sweep all your money under a mattress type guy. The movement of money makes money, but you want to have your money in the most powerful position in order to have the highest level of profitability, if that makes sense. So that, that's kind yeah, of Yeah, and at the end of the day, that's what Warren Buffett is. He's a good capital allocator. Yeah, yeah. Rich, one, at one point, the richest man in the world. So uh, who, yeah. I don't, who is it now? Is it, uh, is it Elon? Elon? Is, he the, yeah. is he the richest now? Well, yeah. yeah. So, you know, the last time we got into debt, I mean, he, he made it work. Yeah. He made all that work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. He he definitely used debt to 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 create more income down the road. So, there's there's good and bad there. That's right. And that's the piece, you know, we're really working on is aggregating that specific industry-related information. Um, we're hoping – now that we've had a lot of our clients for two years, we're moving into – Okay, we've we've educated you on how these 
communicate, but what specifically can you do with your own information about your business? And that's the piece that most everybody wants when they first come to you. But we put that education first for about a year, gives us a chance to really get to know you and your business, but it also gives you a chance to learn the language, map out how financial statements speak to you, and then we really want to move you toward, okay, we want you to be a solid business, we want you to make sure you've got what you need when things don't go as you planned, um, how can we move you toward that? And yeah, that's the piece we're putting together now. It's really fun. We're doing quite a bit of um, sifting through numbers, seeing how other people stack up their profit and loss, you know, in order to get certain margins and percentages. Mm -hmm. We listen to a lot of people that scale businesses or landscaping businesses in particular really fast, and we see what they're doing differently than than other companies in order to achieve their their goals really early on. Whereas it might take somebody else, you know, a good 15, 20 years to get their goals. What are these guys doing that? helps them scale really fast and keep their sanity at the same time. Right, differentiates them. <laughs> so a lot of our clients, they have specifically asked, you know, give first of all, they say, give me an objective, unbiased opinion about my business. And, you know, for the first several years, we were like, oh, we're just going to organize you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we don't run a landscaping business, but we are able now to move into that, that role where we've always known numbers don't lie, but... Um, here's our evaluation, not just here's the organization, here's our evaluation of it. Well, and, and, and you've done it, you're getting to the point where you've done it for two years and, and you've seen, you're seeing some history now. And also one thing that people need to get caught up in, and I have to tell myself this, is there are companies that scale very quickly and they can <laughs> go from zero dollars to a million in a year or two or three years, like very, very fast. But the majority of businesses don't do that. That's, that's, let's come back to, to real life and, and say... The majority of businesses, when you make it from year one to year five, if you survive those years, you're doing pretty good. That's yeah, that's yeah, the thing. And, and if you get and, and you really start seeing profits from year five to ten, at least from what I've read and and research I've done, and you you can probably speak more on this, Joey, than I can. But one thing that I think y'all can do is is help people. It, it may be the ones that are feeling down on themselves, the ones that at your at your monthly interview, uh, uh, your monthly reviews of your books, you can. They're the ones that they aren't making very very much profit, or they're even in the negative. But you can also say, look, here's where you're spending things. This is the history of what we've seen. We've seen other companies struggle through these years one and two, but now they're in year three to five, and they're actually coming out of that out of that process of of reinvesting very heavily, and now they're turning profit. And y'all are y'all could be that help to somebody who is in the who are down on themselves because they don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. They don't they don't see where they can be in two to three years with some financial help. And exactly. The the good news is about landscaping and lawn care in particular is when you're just when you're just a one man crew or you're let's say you're under two hundred thousand in revenue, you're almost always gonna make money. Like you pretty much can't mess that up. The the, the problem is in order to get to 200,000 to a million or 500,000 or the case is, you need extra levels of profitability to reinvest into your company or to grow your crews and all the extra things that come along with it. You might need a new facility to park your equipment at or whatever the case is. So you can be making a pretty good living, but if you didn't catch a few things early on, maybe you didn't have your bookkeeping taken care of or, yeah. or whatever the case is, you, you're never gonna be able to scale past that 200K mark because of all the extra overhead costs that come into play um, that you didn't account for early on. And then you, you have to reprice all your, your jobs and everything in order to come up with that extra level of profit in order to scale past that mark. 
right. yeah, no, hundred percent. That do you and this this is very you did not know this question was coming. You can say yes or no. Do you, Joey? I just I get this vibe from you. Do you ever feel like you might ever turn into like a, some type of business coach? Just the brain that you have on yourself when you come to like this oh, projections yeah, and this type of stuff. Do you ever see yourself going down that route? Because to me, I I, to me, I see a lot of benefit in it. <laughs> Possibly, it might be something that we add on later on. I'm yeah. not sure. I um, think our main. I'm very much an introvert. I like to just live in my little simple world, and and you know we we fortunately with bookkeeping we don't have to reinvest into a lot of equipment and stuff, so we yeah. can take a lot of our extra cash and invest into other uh, stocks or companies or whatever yeah, the case is. Yeah, for sure. That's our biggest fear for stepping foot in a coaching role because there's a difference between a coach and what we feel like we are, and that is number one, definitely your bookkeeper. Number two, we're also business owners, so we yeah. we do understand you know a little bit, but we're we're your cheerleaders, you know. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I'm not trying to keep you to this specific plan that I have created that I see is valuable. And the reason for that, mainly between us right now, is we don't own a landscaping business. Yeah, we own a very different a very different business. We don't have a lot of overhead, you know. Our there's just so many things that are different. Um, and I think that'll grow with time. The longer y'all do this, but it, it's kind of what we talked about. The more y'all, the more clients you build, the more history you build with those clients. You get to year ten, and you can say, "Look, here's ten years of history of we, right. of working right. with landscapers." Then you you don't technically own a business, but you've you know enough about it to say, yeah. "Well, I almost do." Like, right, right. yes, I can I can see. Him. I think you view, I think we kind of view ourselves as a team member to your business as well, because for one thing. Um, it's really lonely being an entrepreneur a lot of times. And if you don't have anybody to bounce ideas off of, you know, we can really be that sounding board for you and build relationships with you over the years. Yeah. I find a lot of times in the meetings, business owners are outsourcing their sanity. They have all these fears. They have all these, these thoughts just depending on, you know, their individual self and their business. And they get in those meetings and they just start talking and talking. And, you know, we can just keep asking them questions so that Mm -hmm. they're, through their words, they're starting to really put into place what they view as important, what they should be working on. And obviously the numbers are that objective, unbiased opinion as well that you know can validate what we're saying. But yeah, we see ourselves as partners. And I think you're right. I think maybe the consulting, which I think is where... Consulting, that's about. a good word for it, yeah. Yeah, I think that... I, I'm, I'm guessing it could occur... But I don't know if we would love that. I, yeah. He loves the research. He absolutely loves the just the business um, side of it. And I kind of feel like the one hours do a little I'm bit not, of that over time. I'm not really the biggest fan of consulting either, mm-hmm. personally. I think that through relationships that you build, you know, eventually you you'd be able like just through us talking in the meetings or other cases, you'd be able to think through these things on your own just through the relationship that we've built and you would have sure. to ask us questions or whatever, you know, we want you to be so educated that you can think through these problems on your own, you know, because to me that's the most valuable thing. It's, it's kind of the age old teach a man to fish instead of give a man to fish type yeah. analysis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, Joey has always stated to me, he said, I don't really give advice. He says, I speak through experience and I think that's, that's really wise. That you know, true. it's just the idea of like, I don't, I'm not where you are in your region owning a business. And mm-hmm. so the other thing that I think is really difficult is so many of our clients, the personal mixes with business. And I don't even mean that in a sense of what I see in their bank account. I just mean what they do in their personal lives really affects their business. Yes. And 
we do our best to stay out of that personal because I don't, you know, I think over time, obviously, we'll have those conversations, but there's just so much personally that in one hour, if I try to tell you to do this, this, and this, yeah. that makes no sense to you. You've mm-hmm. got a personal side and a wife and kids and, and family members that you're doing your best to take care of. Um, and, and to build on that, if you're if you're really young in business and you're still under the, let's say, 200K mark, I keep using that, um, your personal life is also really tied to your business side because if you're drawing, you know, I don't know, too much out of the business, but you haven't got your personal budget taken care of, then you're sucking a lot of equity out of your company and you're using it on personal things that you could have budgeted for and reduced your owner's draw, if mm. that makes sense. So so you need a personal budget and you need a business budget in order to keep the most money into your business and to kind of live frugally while you're trying to start your company out. Because if you're not living frugally personally, then you're really going to suck a lot of equity out of your company and it's going to stunt your growth early on. I like that a lot. That that applies to myself because I'm in that I'm still in that stage of owner's draws and figuring out what to take and what not to take and right. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It, that's that's really that's good stuff that I really haven't put I don't put, think I put as much thought in that as I should have. What is mm-hmm. so as we while we're on the topic of young in business and that type of thing, uh what are some maybe some points of emphasis or or some tips that you should that you would give to somebody out there? Who's in year one or two, and, and maybe they're not to the point where they need to be hiring y'all yet. They're not to. Maybe they only have twenty five clients, or they're just, they're not making. Well, let me ask you this: Do you have a number that you would say, okay, you need to hire a bookkeeper? Or Ooh, we, we used to say once you hit a top line of six figures, then give us a call. Um, but recently, we're we're rolling out a new um, service. a new service where we're trying to market to like maybe if you're fifty to hundred k in okay. revenue. That's, yeah, let me give you a good example. A lot of firemen, they have a side business yes, of landscaping. Yes, and, yes. You know, they do it part-time. So that would be for them, this, that service, where you definitely want to be organized. If nothing else, tax season, although we don't think bookkeeping is just for taxes. Mm-hmm. But it would be that service. And we, we Joey really states it this way. It's not really like a, a revenue or, um, per se, how many sales you – yeah, that would be the same as revenue. It's not really revenue. Yeah. It's more of if you can get clients really well, that should be your main mm-hmm. focus. If go out and get those sales, get that recurring revenue that is the the basis of that business, mm-hmm. um, money you can depend on. And so if you're good at that, give that bookkeeping hat to someone else, and mm-hmm. that's what we're trying to create that service for. So, geez, if if you're, you're really on- good at it and you can afford the 198, that's going to be the base value of that service. Just starts at 198 dollars. If you can feel feel like you can afford that, you know, plus whatever you're actually quoted, mm-hmm. do it. I it's, think the the key takeaway is if if doing your bookkeeping is costing you sales that you could be making as the owner, then you need to go ahead and delegate because that's yeah. when your your growth can really take off. So, you know, and if, if you're not going to go out and get lots of sales, then yeah. you know you probably don't need a bookkeeper. But that's kind of where we stand with it. For sure. So with that out of the way and that kind of that clarification. What are some tips that you would give to somebody who's maybe not quite to that level yet? They're still they're still very young in business, but what are some foundational tips for them to implement in their company so when they do get to the point of coming to you, they're not like upside down in their financials? I, I guess just the old receipt thing would be my. I don't, I'm not really sure. I haven't thought about this. He's just saying like in terms of. Not really the organization. I mean, a little bit of the organization too, though. That's, I mean, that's a thing that I came when I started my bookkeeping. My my crap wasn't together. Let's just be honest. My my stuff was not where it needed to be. So, 
I don't know if, if somebody's saying there's no way I can afford you this year, but starting in January of 2023, I'm going to hire you. What are some things for the rest of 2022 that they need to be doing that they should kind of get the ball rolling so when they come to you, it's not a total slap in the face like, whoa, why have I never done this? Okay, documentation. That would be, in, in, my, in my terms of organization, it would be documentation. A lot of, so if that's receipts in a box, that's receipts in a box. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously there's much better ways to do that, but if that's what it is, that's You what still it have is. it, yeah. I mean, if the RS comes after you, you at least have it. Yeah, at the end of the day, you still have it. And, you know, most of the time it's the CPAs that really get hit with that. Because if you're doing it that way, likely you view that organization only necessary for tax time, yeah. not for your own specific information. Um, but if anything, it would be that organization. So that, when I do come asking for all that information to get the best starting picture we can of your business in terms of numbers, it's there. Whether that's how much you purchased for this asset, when you purchased it, what were the details of it, if you have a signed bill of sale, do that for yourself. Um, you know, documentation keeps friends. So. <laughs> Uh, that, that would so I would I would say documentation is a good one. But one thing that I think I would say is uh, keep start obviously, and we've talked about this a lot. But keep your business and your and your personal oh, separate. Yeah, I'm not think of that. Big time. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. That, in fact, it's funny you say that because I, whenever someone comes to me and wants to use me, that's a requirement. Mm-hmm. A requirement for me that they have a separate business account. Now I know things still get mixed, and you know we take care of that, but. Yeah, definitely. That's a great suggestion. Keep in my mind. That's when you consider yourself professional and business-like, is when yep. you have a separate business account. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know not the LLC and all of those entities don't necessarily require it in some strict, strict sense. Yeah, people get away with it. But in my mind, that's when you've really turned that key into okay. This is my business, and I'm going to look at it as its own entity and in its own organization versus, you know, this is my home yeah. in its own organization over here. Mm. That's good stuff. Yeah. Anything That's else great. off the top of your head? I'm not talking about no. head. Okay. So, take, yeah, think on it. If you yeah. think of something, <laughs> if you think of something, just stop me and, and blurt it out because I'm sure it'll be good and, and somebody else out there will learn and, and grow from it. So, talk about a little bit about what's coming up in the in the fall for uh, Gulf Coast bookkeeping and kind of you already hit on some of the services that you're going to be rolling out but uh, what are some things that y'all are thinking of implementing and, and kind of how you're going to adapt and grow your business for the future so we're going to be implementing uh, some ratio analysis for our clients um, so that you can really know where to focus on so that I, I think that's one of the biggest things um, that we've seen with our clients is, is Okay, I know my numbers now. Now, what do I focus yeah, on? Yeah, what do I do um, with the numbers? Yeah. So, um, we we've been really doing a lot of research on what's the most important uh, ratios that that we should be looking for. You know, in order to just have a healthy company and in order to to just know where to to devote majority of our attention as the CEO of our business. Yeah. Um, One of the things I really we've tried to get clear in our minds is if you use this service, you know. How, as an individual, do you go into our services, and how should you, on the other side of it, come out? If that makes any sense, like just sort of kind of viewing it almost as, you know, like a blender. A blender goes in as Whole Foods, and it comes out, um, you know, obviously a different consistency. Yeah. So, if you're an individual looking to use our service, where are you at a starting point? And then once you use our service, where are you, you know, at that end point, if you yeah. will? Although we're a 
you know, month over month service. And I think our goal with the upcoming services is really to help you um, become, number one, become profitable, but number two, be a profitable business that's solidified a foundation in order to move you through that middle ground uh, well, to do it well without losing too many profits. Obviously, you're going to have to you know, reinvest in your business, which might sacrifice some profits short term. But And to create a business that's, uh, I guess, somewhat stress-free. I don't think any business is yeah. totally stress-free, but to have your finances in order to where you're not just like, oh my gosh, what do I do? You know, uh, And you're constantly thinking about, I've got too much debt, or you know, how can I afford this next that I'm gonna, you know. Right. Under. One of my clients stated it really well today. He said, I don't want to always be looking at my bank account balance. Mm, and I thought that's big, yeah. that is stressful. Yeah. If you are always looking to make sure you can make that payroll or make yep. that payment on a truck, you know, that's not our idea of business. No. Um, you know, that comes with Well, terms. it's it's kinda like we talked about this before we record of if you're if you're in that stage of where you're having to look at that business and you're like man am i making enough like is there enough money in the bank account to make payroll to make the next truck payment whatever then are you really turning the profit that a business should be turning and it's like we were talking about is there is there a chance you're making so little profit you could just take that salary that you're paying yourself and just put in the stock market and make that profit right Right. way less the headaches Exactly. If you're always doing that, is is this really worth your time? Yeah, exactly. Really is it worth like your time? If this is where you want to be, then mm-hmm. it's got you know it just it's got some issues you've got to work out. Yeah. And um, well, there's there's big decisions to make. You know, uh, you can you can make a lot of money in lawn care just staying small. Yeah, you really can. And and putting your money and just investing, let's say, fifteen percent of your salary into, into stocks or whatever, like Dave Ramsey recommends. You know, you can make a lot of money doing that. Large amount of net worth. Um, or you can you can really just have the one of the best businesses around and charge premier prices for premier services and make well over what you would have made just investing it into stocks mm-hmm. um, and then grow through that that middle ground where you're adding on crew after crew. Um, but yeah, if you're not going to achieve a certain level of profitability, what's the point in even growing a business? You're just chasing the top line for no reason. With yeah. a million headaches and and you're exactly. not seeing any reward. Always putting out the fires. Yep. Yes, you're always the go-to guy, and that's no one's true idea of business when they go into business. Yeah. Um, you know, no one has that idea of what. That's really not even what business means. Mm-hmm. The goal of the business is to have a, you know, like he said, premier service for a premier price. You've got systems in place that provide you as the business owner the benefit and the reward of owning and starting that business and putting your hard work and a little bit of risk into it or however much risk it is that you. And, and one thing that um, I, I think is really important, I hear a lot of, uh, of, I wouldn't say influencers, but like some guys that have grown, grown some really large companies, they're really big on stashing up a lot of cash early on in your business so that you can fund everything that you want to do as you grow your company. You know, you're not constantly strapped for cash, so to speak. Mm. Um, and you see that a lot in the, in the investing world too. You talk about Warren Buffett. He always has a huge cash balance in order to to capitalize on mm. you know some really good deals that you might find out there. You know, and, and and I think that's a pretty common practice among really great really investors good business. or business yep. business uh, minds. So our goal would be to help our smaller not smaller clients but young in business build yeah. the balance sheet where you know even on Shark Tank we were we were watching that last night and Mark Cuban he says. I really try to help my the people I invest in. I really try to get them to see the value of conserving their cash, because 
things happen in business all the time. Yeah. And, and obviously you don't want to save up too much cash. Right. Because cash doesn't just, generate any returns when it's just sitting there. So yeah, where's that you, fine line of... If you had $100,000 last year, it's not what you have now. <laughs> I mean, with the way... Right, right. You, you uh, want that cash to be making money. In and this is, this is recorded in 2022 for anybody listening in the future. Just <laughs> one of the worst yeah, years of inflation we've ever seen. So anyway, <laughs> anyway, we won't get into that. So let me, we do this in our, we do this in our networking group and, and I want to ask y'all this and, cause this is what we want to do. We want people out there who are looking for these services to, to see if Gulf Coast is a good fit for them. So what is an ideal client for you and what are you looking for, for your clientele in Gulf Coast bookkeeping? I'll yeah. answer that. She, she talks about it all the time. So. <laughs> so every single person stays it differently, but I think if I were to wrap it up in, let's say, an elevator pitch, it's a business owner who wants to grow and wants to remain profitable through their growth. So they need to build a solid foundation while they're, let's say, in business for the first one to five years. Um, you know, I don't like to put caps on how many bank accounts they have or how much revenue, but yeah. it's somebody who is looking, they do truly want to grow, which means in my, in my mind, owning a business and growing is eventually moving out of the role of, you know, being in the field or moving into the only the role you want to be in. Mm -hmm. So if that is in the field, you're not doing administrative tasks. Yep. And so that's my idea of growth and being able to, to grow through those years properly. You'll have your amount of headaches, you'll have, you know, maybe months that are negative, but in, in a sense, you're going to move through those years, that middle ground profitably and well, as well as you can, as you can. So let me ask you this, it, and I know you can set up a 15-minute uh, call with you, with you and kind of go over your businesses, and do you have do you have any, like, broad qualifications, per se, that you that you need to just, you want to let everybody know before they even take that step, or do you just want anybody who is interested to, give, to go ahead and just schedule a 15-minute call? Great question. So whenever you schedule for a 15-minute, you're required to fill out five questions, and I've tried to base those five questions, I mean obviously some of it's just basic information like your name and email, but those five questions really are to vet my first stage of what am I what am I trying to work with and what am I, you know, what's my ideal client, what's not. So Perfect. one of them would definitely be, you know, if I see you haven't filed tax returns for seven years, I don't think I'm the best solution for you. Yep. You know, I really am future oriented and so the past is what it is. I, I, I'm willing to bring you up to speed because that's important for books and for consistency. But you know, if you're seven years in the hole, you you're likely needing someone else. Yeah. Um, and then the second thing would be the personal and business are separate. So, and I I actually ask that it's not a question, but I ask that whenever we do a 15 minute. It's are your is your personal and your business strictly separate? Yep. In terms of you have a bank account, likely you have an LLC or or some form of legal entity that keeps your business and your personal separate. Um, so yeah, that would be, that's a great question. Definitely keeps business and personal separate mm -hmm. and their tax returns are only maybe a year out. I mean, sometimes a little bit more, yeah. but you're really working on that piece. So they can see those qualifications, those qualification questions when they schedule the, the 15 minute. Yeah. Okay. So, Final question is for anybody out there who is interested in, in joining with y'all and using your services, what is a broad, uh, or I guess like your base pricing, do you do y'all want to state that now or, or is that something y'all want to just? Yeah, so we have starting at prices 
And behind the scenes, you know, we're, we're pretty uh, transparent with the fact that the prices, well, let me go into the different services and then a little bit of what it's based yeah. off of. So the, there's two separate services being rolled out in August. Our website is likely to be updated very soon or in the works. Um, the, bo the bottom service, if you will, and it's not the bottom service, it's the organization piece. If all you want is organization for that firefighter who does this just part-time. Yeah, it's your entry once, level, your entry level of service. Right. Yep. Um, that is $198 starting at. So it's going to increase from there, but you're going yep. to have at least $198 that you'll be investing in us every month. Yep. And then the other service, which is the... You add on to that organization, the accountability in the monthly meetings, and some of the newer ratio comparisons that we're going to be rolling out. That is three hundred fifty, starting at three hundred fifty dollars a month. So you'll be paying at least three hundred fifty dollars. Okay. So there's the two services, yep. and then that's going to increase based on how many bank transactions you have. So if you want to limit how many bank transactions go in and out of your business before you come to us, you'll likely be paying a little less. Yeah. Um, how many bank accounts you have, because you know, that just dictates amount, certain amount of reconciliations we do every month. And then how many loans you have, how many assets you have that we're tracking depreciation for. Those are the main things. Yeah. That it, it then increases. Well, that at least gives that. everybody uh, a kind of a, a rough idea of what they would. And, and it just – because here's the thing. Let's just go ahead and qualify. I mean, qualify yourself. Don't reach out to Megan Joey and waste their time if you're not going to even – Come anywhere near these qualifications. That's just the simple thing of it. I mean, don't call me if you want me to do a job that I, I that I just can't do. Like it's, don't waste your. As a business owner, you need to be, you need to be spending your time on things that are actually going to generate you income. And so y'all have to do that in your business. You can't waste your time just qualifying people. That exactly, exactly, doing everything. So. Well, that that seemed. I mean, that was a lot of information. It was it was packed. We've actually man, forty five minutes. It's crazy how fast time flies. But it, it really does. Is there anything else y'all want to leave the audience with, and and anything else about Gulf Coast Bookkeeping that you didn't really already already hit on? I feel like I have something. Do you like your book? Do you like your your book? Throw out throw out your books. You like? <laughs> I threw this out on Paul's uh, podcast. Paul Jacobson. Yeah. So shut up. Um, but. Uh, Three books that I think every uh, business owner should read is Pumpkin Plan by Mike Michalowicz, yep. which is uh, the precursor to Profit First, so you need to read Profit First next. I don't think you can read one without the other, personally. And then uh, Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller, which will help you identify your target customer, um, because that's where a lot of money can bleed through, is definitely in your, in your marketing costs. Hmm. Uh, so just getting to know your customer so that you can clarify your message in your marketing so that your customers will be breaking down the door to get to you. So I uh, can't recommend that book enough. We've uh, used all three of those books in our business and had great results. So. Which is another small little plug for a lot of our customers come to us knowing about Profit First and having some idea of implementing it in mm -hmm. their business. And so that is a service they will be able to add on in the future for, with us. Is, so y'all do, uh, do Profit First? Profit First assessment, okay. just helping them, telling obviously they're they're responsible for their money and all the transfers, but yeah. we'll help them set it up and implement it and keep them accountable to it. And we do we personally use Profit First since day one of our business. Oh, cool. So we yeah, we can't recommend it enough. It works so, great. It goes back to that. We don't we speak from experience there. We yeah. love Profit First. It's you know it's challenging, but it's well worth it when you get that profit. You yeah. actually earn that profit. 
Yeah, hundred percent. Well, that's really that's really good stuff. Thank you, thank you so much for coming on and spending time with us today and telling us a little bit more about Gulf Coast Bookkeeping because I, I, I'm a big fan of the of the product and the service that you offer and and I know other people out there are as well. Um, where can everybody find you and kind of reach out to you for the 15 minute uh, setup interview if they want to? Thanks, Jeremiah. We appreciate it. So www.gulfcoastbk.com. I almost forgot that. The reason is because we also have a second URL that we're trying to move toward, which is thelandscapingbookkeeper.com. Awesome. And we are going. We're but that's not live yet, right? Correct. Okay. Well, the, the website is. The website is. It's just going to direct you to the Gulf. Okay. Coast okay. Perfect. So you can either uh, one of those will get you to where you need to be. Yep. And so we're gonna. We're still Gulf Coast Bookkeeping. We'll just be advertising as the landscaping bookkeeper. Awesome. The landscaping bookkeeper. I like it. I think I did hear that on Paul's show last week or whenever that was yeah, that yeah. it dropped. So. First time we mentioned it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's good stuff. Well, if y'all don't have anything else, I just like I said, I want to say thank you. We'll wrap this one up and um, kind of kind of move on because I know we we have had a full afternoon here. We actually just did our monthly my monthly meeting for uh, for the services you do for me, and that was a huge benefit for my company. And and I am. Uh, really enjoying it and the services that you are offering uh, myself and my company. So if anybody out there does want to reach out to, to Megan and Joey, you can at gulfcoastbk.com. The link will be in the show notes today. Just click on that and take you straight to it. So um, without any further ado, we're just going to, like I said, thank you for coming on and spending time with us. Thanks, Jeremiah. Thanks, Jeremiah. Really great. appreciate it. Absolutely. If you enjoyed the show today, would you just leave us a rating and review? Uh, those really help us and will boost us to a bigger audience to kind of continue to grow the show and so we can bring on bigger and, and better and, and just more qualified guests that, that we can keep bringing you valued content all the time. So that's what we want to be doing uh, with a little bit of entertainment. We, we try to bring some entertainment every now and then. And uh, if you want some entertainment, just go back to the last episode with Megan and Joey. A lot of entertainment in that one. So uh, this is the, the, I, I'm going to refer to this episode as kind of like you did with Pumpkin Plan and Profit First. You can't really listen to one without the other. So if you've listened to this one, go back to the last one and, and definitely listen to that one because that was a that was a really fun interview in part one that we did with them. But without any further ado, we're going to wrap this one up, and we look forward to catching up with here on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to the Growing Green Landscapes podcast. We know you have many other podcast options to choose from, and don't take it for granted that you chose to spend some time with us today. You can connect with Jeremiah Jennings at Growing Green Landscapes on Instagram or use the link in the show description. Don't forget to smash the follow button on the podcast and leave those five-star ratings and reviews. We hope you crush it in your business and hope to catch you on our next episode.